The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, an Edmonton company headed by a University of Alberta cancer researcher is working to develop a DNA vaccine for the coronavirus that causes COVID-19. Entos Pharmaceuticals is a healthcare biotechnology company that has become has become or that has begun rather manufacturing vaccine candidates against the novel coronavirus. So what does all of that mean? Well, let's find out with Dr. John Lewis. Dr. Lewis, welcome to the show. Hi, great to be here. All right, so you are a U of A Cancer Research. You're a member of the Cancer Research Institute of Northern Alberta. How easy or difficult is it to switch gears from cancer to coronavirus? Now, that's a great question. Um, As your listeners may or may not know, uh, developing vaccines for cancer is a very important uh, tool we have in the tool chest to fight cancer. And so we've been interested for many years in ways to uh, address uh, cancers like prostate cancer, uh, particularly looking at, at limiting their spread. And so the, the expertise that we put into developing medicines uh, or vaccines against cancer, uh, the team is now sort of galvanized at, at pivoting and, and addressing this COVID-19 threat. So tell us about DNA vaccines. What are they and how are they different from others? And what's the benefit of them compared to others? Sure. Yeah, traditional vaccines typically will take, you know, the virus itself and inactivate it and inject that into the body to produce an immune response that's then protective against the infection. With a DNA virus where we take a different tack, instead of injecting the virus itself, we're injecting uh, the instructions to make the the virus uh, or parts of the virus encoded in DNA. And then the cells of our body themselves take that DNA and produce some of the viral proteins, which then cause an immune response. Uh, so the big benefit of yeah the big benefit of doing it this way is that we can rapidly design a lot of different versions of the DNA constructs, some of which will be more potent than others, and and the the time it takes for us to take that vaccine and then create something that we can put into human clinical trials and then eventually get out to the public, you know, it's much quicker uh, and allows us to to rapidly respond. Okay, you talk about manufacturing vaccine candidates. So that is what happens when you start this process? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're working with our, our you know partners and a network of scientists internationally to identify sort of those parts of the coronavirus that we think okay. will be most, yeah, the strongest epitopes. Those are the sort of the, the parts of the proteins that will uh, create the strongest immune response. And then we're putting those into DNA vaccines and rapidly testing them in the lab. And then in, in sort of three to four weeks, we'll have the, the best of those chosen so then we can go straight to manufacturing and then clinical trials. Okay, so when or how do you know that you've got the best of the best? Like what, 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 makes, it, what makes the best different than, than maybe at the bottom of the list? How can you tell? Certainly. So we want uh, uh, we want to be able to. So we want those DNA instructions to be to actually make the proteins that we're telling them to. So we, you know, that's a very basic uh, a basic requirement. Uh, but on the other hand, in animal models, we want to be able to deliver these DNA vaccines to animal models, detect you know strong resp- immune response, detect a, you know the strong creation of what we call neutralizing antibodies that the animals produce, that then when uh, we introduce COVID-19, these antibodies will rapidly recognize that virus and clean it out of the system. Dr. Lewis, where, where are we seeing DNA vaccines being used right now? So 
Um, yeah, so that's that's been the, that's one of the key uh, elements of our technology that I think differentiates us from others. So um, there are other DNA vaccine approaches that just use what we call naked DNA, so just pieces of DNA introduced in the skin, for instance. But then to get them into cells, they, you need to pass an electric shock. Uh, it's called electroporation uh, to get it into the cells, to basically disrupt the outside of the cells to get the DNA in. Um, Entos has a platform called Fusogenics, which is a, it's a nanoparticle platform that uses a special fusion technology that causes the vaccine to directly fuse with the cells without any electricity. And so we think this, this really sets the technology apart and allows us to create a DNA vaccine. One of the main benefits of a DNA vaccine compared to some of the, uh, uh, some of the RNA vaccines that are being developed by companies like Moderna uh, is that we're, we'll be able to express or make multiple COVID-19 proteins, some of which will be structurally similar to other coronaviruses and hopefully allow us to build immune responses to, to not only COVID-19, but all uh, past and potentially future uh, threats, uh, coronavirus threats. You, you mentioned uh, Moderno, and that's, you know, there's a clinical trial underway using DNA-based vaccine that started in Seattle back on March 13th. Is the difference between yours and theirs what you just explained, or is there something more to that? Yeah, so Moderna and, and other companies are, are creating, they're actually not creating DNA viruses, but they're creating RNA viruses, which is very, very similar. DNA, think of it as the it's the program written in uh, uh, that, that produces the RNA that then produces the protein. So they're 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 producing an RNA vaccine. Um, the challenge with RNA. Uh, so the great thing is we can rapidly prototype RNA vaccines just like we can DNA. Um, the challenge is is that RNA I would say is less stable and and more expensive to manufacture. So we certainly are rooting for Moderna and other companies in that space to create a vaccine that works. Uh, we think that, that there's still room for DNA vaccines to provide that more broad-based uh, immunity and also be much more stable for manufacturing and, and, uh, and distribution around the world. Well, Dr. Lewis, you know that timelines, everyone wants timelines right now. <laughs> um, what would those be looking like right Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, and all I can say to that is uh, we're going to work as fast as we can. So. Uh, one thing we've been really, uh, we're really enthusiastic about is is really the the contributions of the international scientific, biopharma, academic, and government communities really focused on this problem. So I think while traditional vaccine development and approval has taken as long as five to seven years, we're in a position now. And and looking at this, you know, these initial clinical trials with Moderna uh, is really telling us that that everyone is is really focused on shortening these timelines and getting things. Uh, distribute to the public. So, so we're setting the very ambitious goal of getting something out within a year. Uh, we're going to try to hit this goal, you know, no matter what, um, uh, and we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, on the health side, of course, you want to get out there. It could be uh, financially lucrative as well, whatever company comes up with this. But I'm curious about right now to do all of this. It costs money. Um, where's the financing coming from to to switch gears and 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 look for a, a vaccine a vaccine for coronavirus? 
No, I mean that's a great question. So, so it isn't it isn't just the, the total amount of financing, but the the you know the rapidity of being able to get that financing, putting it to work for manufacturing. So we're we're currently so we have a great network of partners already that are contributing. Uh, the federal government has already uh, is already supporting efforts around the country that can help with you know for for instance the animal studies and and, and manufacturing. Uh, and we're we're continuing to reach out to, to both government uh, uh, investors and pharmaceutical partners to be able to both fund these different aspects of the manufacturing and uh, in clinical validation and then looking eventually for a, a commercial pharmaceutical partner to create millions and millions of doses to, to, to put out to the public. Before I let you go, Dr. Dr. Lewis, you've been quoted as saying, while our near-term efforts will be to develop a vaccine against coronavirus, we'll use what we learn from this project to work on vaccines for cancer. Tell us how you'll do that. How, how would those go hand in hand? Absolutely. So, the, I mean, the, the, the manufacturing, the expertise, the knowledge to create a vaccine, very similar between a COVID-19 and, and cancer. Uh, you know, the, the thing that really excites me about developing a cancer vaccine is that is the personalization. Everybody's cancer is slightly different. Every person has slightly different genetics. And because we can now sequence the DNA of those tumors uh, directly from patients, we can create very specific personalized cancer vaccines. So, so we're hoping to, to really build up the expertise and the infrastructure to manufacture vaccines uh, here in Alberta. And then, and then, you know, once this COVID-19 threat is behind us, we'll apply all of these resources to, to tackle cancer. Well, best of luck on this front, Doctor. I appreciate you joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you. All right. Take care now. Um, so, yes, the uh, search for a vaccine, the hunt for a vaccine continues uh, right here in Edmonton, across the country, across North America, and right around the world. Um, timelines, as, as you heard, say, you know, it would be great if it was a year. Uh, it's not necessarily, well, it's not going to be two weeks. As I said, it's not, uh, I've said it many times before, you don't click your heels and wiggle your nose and boom, there it is. Patience, apparently the key these days. It's